Yes, of course. I will share my presentation right now. So first of all, thank you very much for the invitation. And I will share right now my presentation that I hear and I hope you can see. Yeah, it's coming up. Perfect. So yeah, it's great. So thank you very much. So open access competition uh, is a very, very important element that we have to take in consideration. As an adjunct professor in Italy, but I was also a former visiting professor at China Academy Railway Science, and I'm still right now senior rail consultant at the World Bank, also for projects in Africa. But my long-time experience is coming with a private operator in Italy. Uh, in Italy. And this is Italo NTV, that is the first private high-speed rail company in open access competition. So let me explain how it was possible to do that and how we can learn from this experience in other parts of the world. I'm also often professor at the UIC, the International Association of Railways, speaking exactly about the open access competition and how the regulation can go on that. So open access in Italy. Uh, uh, let's explain me this graph. Maybe is a little bit complex, but is important. So in Italy, you have the Ministry of Economy that is the owner of FSI Holding. FSI Holding is the Ferrovia dello Stato, is the company that manage the uh, railway sector, uh, that is a, a railway company that is there. And the FSI Holding is managing from a side the, infra the infrastructure manager that is named RFI, that is a, a sort of a, a network rail. Uh, and the other side, you have the railway undertaking that is Trenitalia, that are managing the train going on the infrastructure. But then on the same infrastructure, what is interesting, you have other operators that are private operators, especially for the high-speed rail, you have Italo NTV that is running his, its own train on the same infrastructure, and you have a private railway undertaking for the freight sector that are running on the same infrastructure. So you have one single infrastructure that is state-owned enterprise that is managed directly by the state-owned enterprise that is controlled by Minister of Economy, and then using that infrastructure, <clears throat> paying an access charge for that use, that going from two to eight euro per train kilometers, we can use the same infrastructure to running private train. Uh, how to fix the price of uh, access charge is a key element. I made a lot of uh, analysis on that. Is fixed thanks to the help of an independent authority of regulation of transport. I was invited several times also in uh, South Africa where they're trying to go on this uh, uh, system. Also in other countries, all around Europe, we are going to this system, but also in other countries, I will show you. So the access charge is a really a key element. So how much I pay as a private company, the use of the infrastructure and the part is linked to the direct cost of use of that line that is linked to the what is uh, called wear and tear. So the direct maintenance for the, that line and the part is paid for the markup. So it's linked to the ability to pay. So for example, in Italy, uh, where the demand for the high-speed line for the private passenger is higher, uh, the high-speed uh, rail operator like Italo that is private are paying more than the rail freight where the demand is, is lower. Then depending on every single country, of course. What is happening in Italy, what we saw that the rail private operator was able to reduce, just for the railway undertaking, to reduce the operational cost around 60-70% apart the part of access charge. And the competition is very important because it's a driver of reduction of the cost. I will give you some example. Of course, if you don't, say, um, if you don't solve 
some problem uh, in terms of corridor infrastructure bottleneck if you don't have a good regulation good access charge of course it's not possible to go for this saving uh, sorry for that what is clear from the high speed rail in italy that right now it's very very cheap to take the train in italy apart 2020 that is a particular year unfortunately as we know very well but in general the average price to make one kilometer for a passenger that is called yield is around seven cents uh, of euro per train kilometer. That is around eight cents of US dollar per one kilometer. That means that to go from Lagos to Ibadan, for example, is around 10 US dollar on average, if include the economy class, but also the business class and also the other first class, because the train normally in Italy, we have a four classes, like the aviation business model. Of course, that's happening a lot, the increase of the use of the network, but also, what we saw that paying the access charge, so in paying the infrastructure, paying uh, the rolling stock with the new rolling stock, we are speaking about 47 new high-speed trains, 300 kilometers per hour. The private company, this is just the number for private company, right now, 2019, sorry, they have around 20 million, 20 million of passengers using that line. And this is just one of the operator because you have the state-owned enterprise that are around 40 million passengers. And the EBITDA margin that is important for a private operator is around 35% positive. So you have an earning before interest tax depreciation amortization that is very positive. What's happened in Italy with the same infrastructure, so we have the same number of kilometers of high-speed line uh, in the last eight years, nine years. So 2012 is when Italo entered in the market. And what we saw during the period 2011, 2019, we have an increase of the market around 120% with the same level of GDP, because Italy is not like Nigeria in the last 10 years. Italy, unfortunately, have the same level of GDP in 2011 and 2019. And what has happened that the price of the ticket reduced around 37%. Here, you can see also some of my interview that I give to Bloomberg or Reuters about this uh, business model in Italy. One element that is important that you can have a model shift. That means that right now, the train, the high-speed train is really competitive with also the low-cost carrier, also with other uh, airlines that are low-cost like Ryanair, EasyJet, Vueling, and so on. And what is important in the operational cost to reduce the cost for available seat kilometers, you can see the cask here, that is the cost for available seat, seat kilometer. So how much is the cost for running uh, one seat for one kilometer on board of the train, uh, we reduce the cost thanks to the maintenance contract. So you change completely how you make the maintenance contract, the optimization of the space on board, the running cost is reduced, the IT cost is reduced. So all these kind of things is very important. But the other side, you have to increase the revenue. So you have a revenue management, like the aviation business model, that is very important. Integration with other services. The high-speed line, for example, is not alone. They create also a service with the Italo bus that is a, a sort of integration in the hub with the buses plus the high-speed train. One single ticket to go from a, a city that have not high-speed rail, but is connected with the bus and then with the high-speed rail to arrive to the main city like Rome or Milan. Then the productivity of the rolling stock, ancillary revenues, increase of the quality. For example, it's normal to have not only uh, the free Wi-Fi on board, but on board portal, you can watch movies on board. So it's very similar to the continental flight that you can normally use. The last few points, so I will not take too much uh, minutes on that. Also in the rail freight, 
is important the competition that we introduce. Right now, the new operator, freight, rail freight private operator, they have around 50% of the market and around 70% of the international market that is reaches. What is important and wanted to underline this in terms of uh, also not only in terms of regulation is to see the logistic as a system. I work with many logistic operators, of course, and what we can see that is very important to be able to connect with a good rail connectivity, the ports, and with that you can use the rail as a backbone to go to other place where then you can have also road intermodality, so a sort of dry ports. This is very important to reduce the cost of the logistic, and this is the intermodality is very, very important if you have a good use of the railway operator. So it's a key element to increase the productivity of a country. So the, and also for international, uh, international uh, transport, of course, is very important. And on that rail backbone, with a good regulation, you are able to attract new private operators that will take new part of the demand, maybe from the road, or maybe what we saw, they take a new part of the demand that before was not using the train or was not traveling. So this is very important to be able to be very efficient on, the, on that. The last point, and I finish here. I don't want to tell you that there's just the Italian example. I work in China, South Korea, Japan, uh, Middle East, uh, America, US, and so on. So the Italian model is used right now in the high-speed rail in Europe, but you can have also different business model, like the private vertical integrated model, like in Japan, or the Chinese uh, operation. When I go as a professor at the China Academy of Railway Science, that is the biggest uh, academy in the world about railway, they try to understand how is how is possible to reduce the cost of operation. And then you have an example of South Korea that you have a, that you have a competition, but also in other markets you are seeing that are opening with the open access with the good use of attracting the private operator on the same line. So even if we have a state-owned enterprise, it's possible, we are making the same in Tanzania, for example, it's possible to try to attract with a good regulation to attract private operator that increase the use of the network and increase the use of the rail, because this is very important to increase the productivity, increase the competitivity of a country. With that, I want really thank you for giving me this opportunity to present this case and uh, I'm here for any discussion that we will have.